Well, hello, it's Barry Winbolt here again with a new episode of Get a Better Handle on Life. Today, I'm going to be in discussion with an interesting chap. We've spoken before on this podcast about work-related matters. Over the last couple of years, we've had a lot of change thrust upon us. Some of those changes less uh, wished for than others. But one of the things that has been perhaps a mixed blessing is the fact that so many of us had to work from home and then it became a question of choice, it seems, for many, that we uh, have adopted much more flexible attitudes towards presence or not in the office. So I wanted to explore that a bit further and I was thinking about this recently when, hey presto, something landed on my desk from today's desk. Anyway, my guest today is a regular contributor to this podcast, Rick Goff. Hello, Rick, and thank you very much for joining me. Good afternoon, Barry. Nice to be here. And we have been talking about this idea, or you have been talking about this idea of working from home. And I think you mentioned the other day when we spoke, you know, it might seem to some people a little old hat because we're kind of moving on from the pandemic pandemic and all of that. But I think the key point here is that we now have data. We now have experience of working from home and you're in touch with a lot of people, with your colleagues and so forth. And I think you have some really insightful comments and ideas. Um, and so we arranged to have a conversation about working from home and you'd listed a number of positives, uh, some things you miss, some of the dangers and what happens when we go back. Now, I don't think we'll get all through it in 20 minutes or half an hour today, but um, maybe we could start that conversation. What do you think? I think that'd be great. I think it's a very interesting time, isn't it? Because we were forced to all work from home a couple of, year, a couple of years ago. And now that there is, seems to be a movement towards that, okay, well, maybe we're moving into a new phase. And do I have a choice? Do I continue to work from home or do I go back into the office full time or part? And what do I want to do? And I think that it, it's talking to you um, and listing those things down has helped me evaluate that uh, situation and make a choice of what I want to do. And is it a choice for you? Just let's get that. You work for a large, uh, huge multinational. You've got a lot of experience in business and as a manager, and you are able to choose the degree to which you are in the office or not. Is that correct? Yes, I've been very fortunate that um, there has been a policy developed uh, to allow people to be a virtual worker if they want to, or go back into the office if they want to. Okay. And so you've been evaluating that, but the suggestion, the idea that you're evaluating it suggests that it wasn't a hands-down decision straight away for you, that you did it because you were forced to, and then there was a period of reflection, and then you are then making a decision, okay, is this how it's going to be from now on? Am I right? Is that? Yes, absolutely. I think that the, there's always been a view of people working from home pre-pandemic pre-covid and everything else is that you know when you said oh i'm going to work from home on fridays everybody, oh yeah 
work but I understand you know you've got your washing to do you've got to get ready for the weekend that sort of stuff but I always felt that actually working from home made me approach my work in a different way and I had a different perspective and it was actually a very healthy thing and yes I was in control a lot more of my day I wasn't interrupted all that sort of stuff but I thought yeah that's I enjoy working from home um, but I think that there was always an advantage for everybody being in the office. I think everybody being there together, out of sight, out of mind. And I always kind of felt that. Whereas when we're, everybody was working from home, it really leveled the playing field. Okay. So I think that in this next six months, where a percentage of people going back, will that out of sight, out of mind still play out? Or will people be a lot more mindful of hey, they're at home, they're remote. Um, let's make sure that the facilitator of the call or however we're talking to each other remembers that and make sure that we keep uh, getting everybody involved and engaged in all conversations. Yeah. Let's just I'll interject something, kind of a historical note, if I can call it that, which is that you have worked from home by a part of your time in the past when things were the old way of working as did I. And I found I got more done at home, particularly when the office went to open plan where I worked. And so I really favoured working from home if I wanted to get my head down and get some work done. But it took a positive, proactive step, if that's the expression, for me to stay in touch with people. But what I couldn't control was the attitude of people in the office that you've just touched on out of sight out of mind people thinking well it's not really work if you're at home and you know, i have my sister worked from home for something like 20 years because she, her job required her to be based at home and travel all over the country and she reported this as well you know that when you pitch up at the office you're not kind of seen as a member of the team in quite the same way that you are if you are present and the problem with that, or the, the underlying cause of that, is why I'm interjecting this now, is actually inbuilt into human beings. You know, it's groups, it's how we socialise, it's how we function. So if you want to overcome that sense of disconnect between people at home, and the them and us, basically, of we're in the office, they're not type of thing, then something needs to be done in the office to make that happen. And you've just mentioned one thing, which would be the facilitator of a call, for example, would acknowledge people in a certain way, or there would be, it would be a topic of conversation in some way. It would surface this un, unsaid and unseen kind of division and make it real so that people could then actually uh, make choices about overcoming it. Yes, and I, I think the, the days of where there's appraisals and performance-related pay, there's a perception of your level of engagement, your how, uh, how much am I contributing? And I think that if you're never in the office, uh, you have to work hard to make your voice heard rather than just kind of being physically in the office so people can see you there, can see you working. If you're not there, how do people know you're part of the team? You know what? What do I do? I need to go out of my way to demonstrate all that, or people just naturally trust me? And I think pre-pandemic, you had to make a noise to to make sure people 
were aware that you were working from home, and I don't think that's the case anymore. No, no. What you don't you don't think that's the case anymore? You mean it's more accepted now, and so you don't have to work so hard yes. to be respected in the same way, even though you're not physically present in the office. Exactly. I think okay. because everybody's done it and everybody knows that there are pros and cons and, and what it's like to be working from home. And that actually we can, we've all survived, all the businesses, well, lots of businesses have survived quite successfully with everybody working remotely. Yes, yes. So because somebody listening to this now might listen to the last five minutes and think it sounds pretty pessimistic that actually working from home is possibly the path to being alienated from your colleagues. But you're saying that now that's not the case, that people are, uh, they've all come to accept that we're, it's an equal footing wherever you are physically located. I completely agree. And I, I think that um, th there's, a, there's a culture of cameras on, cameras off, um, and depends, you know, that I, I spend five or six hours a day um, on the on calls. And I, a lot of my work is done over the phone remotely. And there are some groups of people I go to calls with that never turn their cameras on. And you kind of think, okay, that's fine. But there's some of us that always do. And I've got nothing to hide and I'm quite happy to. And you kind of think, okay, well, have they got the camera turned off because they're multitasking and they're, they're doing emails and stuff in the background? Or maybe they're not actually there. They've just they've just attended the call and they're listed as attendee, but they're, they've got off to hang the washing up. I, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. That's an interesting point. You're raising, I mean, it reminds me of the early days of email when we had to have codes of etiquette, codes of conduct with regard to how we communicated using online resources. And uh, in a way, you're, you're suggesting there should be a, an etiquette, a code of etiquette for for online calls. And I suppose these these do exist and they're, they're informal. They're kind of understood. They're implicit. But actually, what you just mentioned could possibly be a topic of conversation in groups or teams, because in a way, I personally, when I'm talking to groups, I have to respect it if somebody doesn't want their camera on. But at the same time, like you, uh, I'm, I, it puts a question in my mind. And I think, well, why aren't you able to be present, fully present? And for people who do work without their camera on there might be very good reasons you know but but we got we got phony backgrounds these days we can have virtual backgrounds and things so there's no reason to that the environment should our environment should affect whether we use a camera or not it's almost like um you could be in a you could be in a, a live physical meeting but have your eyes glued to the phone it wouldn't be acceptable and if there's a possibility of that, you know, we need to see people's faces to communicate, really. Uh, it's bad enough being at a distance like this and online, but it would be nice, at least uh, the most respectful thing would be to have your camera on, it would seem to me. Yes, you don't need me to tell you about the non-verbal you know, non communication and all of those sort of things and body language. And I think that as we, you know, two of us talking, it's quite easy to say, okay, when Barry stops, then I can say something, et cetera, et cetera. But when you've got six, ten people on a call, how do you get across? If you're if you're a bit um, introverted or a bit shy or, or not as confident about sharing the information you want and the topic moves on, but you haven't had the opportunity to uh, get your point across 
as I think that's a lot harder being on a camera on a screen in the corner of the room rather than actually if you're in the room maybe whoever's running the meeting may spot that um, and invite you in and I think you, you have to work harder being a remote to get yeah, that across. Yeah. Yes I can see that and so you know the positives gained from working from home could you say something about that? What do you, what do you, what is your view of the positive aspects for you? I have so much more time um, back that I'm not commuting um, because I I just don't have to go anywhere. I'm fortunate that during lockdown we were able to build a cabin in the garden, and I'm sitting here now, and there's blue tits feeding on the bird feeder outside the window. I can I arrive at my desk. Um, just in a much more calm way. I, you know, I haven't got all stressed about the drive. I haven't got all worried about parking. I haven't had to run or um, the the lift didn't work or whatever. I just kind of very calmly from getting out of bed to starting work, it's all very, so much more tranquil. Um, and that is a, a massive benefit that is so easily overlooked um that um I, I really enjoy and and you know i think there's there's other things that come in i don't um it's very easy to go off and get a coffee and very easy to go off and go into town and spend money and things like that so actually when i'm here um because i'm able to sit down and focus and complete the tasks that i need to do and i've actually got a lot more organized being at home uh, i'm not interrupted the whole time so i can actually i think i'm a lot more um pro productive working from home um i don't spend anywhere near the amount of money on rubbish that i don't need or or coffees and things like that because i can just go to the kitchen and get one but i think it's also um because we have a certain level of freedom allowed to us as long as you're delivering what's being asked of you nobody's complaining and everybody's happy with your contributions you're meeting your you know what's expected of you then I can, you know, say, okay, well, do you know what? I've got a gap between 11 and 12. Let me set the dog out um, and just enjoy the sunshine. And I couldn't do that. Well, and which office. is, of course, better for your your emotional and psychological well-being as well as your physical well-being. And it sounds it sounds as if you're saying, in a way, you're, there's much more you can control when you're working at home. It gives you more freedom to manage your day as you want i would certainly join and there's i believe from way back research showing that people who work from home i, I already mentioned my sister she was always quoting the productivity figures at me that people who work from home are x percent more productive than those who are in the office but what i think it's also pointing to what i'm curious about is one of the things i'm curious about is that it actually is leaning towards um a different relationship with our employers implying greater trust and rather than being you know the old industrial model was you make 47 widgets an hour and you get paid for 47 widgets an hour and if it drops to 43 your pay's under threat whereas now as long as at the end of the week you've produced your quota of wi widgets it doesn't matter whether you had a fast hour or a slow hour or even a day off as long as the quality is okay and what you so it's output rather than presence which is on which you are being judged is that a fair observation i think i think that's yes and to take it another step forward if i didn't start until 10 half past 10 um i you know i could go on and finish at 
six hopper six and that's fine i'm delivering on my expectations i know what i'm responsible for and if i'm getting that done then everybody's okay yeah. about it and so i've got a lot more flexibility working from home than i would do and i think there's a kind of expectation if you're if you come in um and maybe it was just me but if you came into the office at half past nine a lot of people that have been there since eight would look up at you and you there would be a or bit of guilt judged, or yes. if you left at half past yeah. four but now i haven't got that right. and i don't have to explain myself no, to anybody absolutely so there's a lot going for it. And then, of course, there's the environmental impact, which I know you've already mentioned elsewhere about no car, one car less on the road, um, lower costs to you. Um, but what about people who you've you've built a, a cabin, um, as I can see, we're on we're on visual at the moment and I've got my camera on, of course. And, uh, you know, um, so I can see the lovely setup, and in fact, I just noticed over your shoulder a squirrel scurrying up the fence behind you. So it's it's quite bucolic and very very relaxing, and that has to be good for anybody. But what about people who don't have the the wherewithal to provide themselves with a separate, a separate? Do you interact with anybody who is kind of feels they're more trapped in a in a domestic environment, for example, and just space wise, it just isn't that easy for them to have dedicated space. Yes, and I think over the last couple of years, um, with people having their cameras on, you see a lot of people that have got other people in the house moving around behind them, um, pets, uh, dogs barking, all that sort of stuff going on. And I think that, yes, that must be a very different situation. It must be hard mm. to be able to focus, be able to get some time out and, and, and find space to mm. be able to work. Uh, I can see that. But I, I do think that there are so many positives that I can, uh, you know, eat my wife for lunch every day um, and eat healthily uh, of a choice of what I want, uh, you know, which just wasn't possible before. So I think that, that there is, you know, a lot to be said. For. Yeah. And do you, um, is there anything you miss from from not going into the office? I mean, it's obviously it's obvious speaking to you and knowing you that you know this is it's a huge positive, it's a huge plus for you. Is there anything you miss within that? I know I said that I get a lot of time back uh, by not commuting, but I um, I'm a big reflector, and I and I like uh, and I think I'm quite creative, and my mind drifts. And so actually sitting in the car, going to work or uh, on the way back from work, I it was a big thing for me where I used to be able to wander and think of things. And I, and I actually solved lots of problems uh, in the car. So not having that time, funny enough, I miss it. Um, whilst I said I enjoy not having to do that, I recognise that that was a time of contemplation or my time that i don't get anymore um so that's a that's a funny one well it's, um, but it's, it is it's a very I'm... interesting point because it says a couple of things to me i mean for start you know i used to travel as you know a lot and a lot of it was spent in the car and one of the things i miss is that i would listen to a lot of radio uh podcasts more latterly but before that i'd be listening to 
um, tapes or, or DVDs, uh, CDs that I picked up that related to my own development. So there would be things about psychology or human behavior or subjects that interested me. Or if I didn't, you know, as a book, I thought I'd, I should be really at least skimming. I'd actually get the audio book and listen to that on, a, on my two hour commute or two and a half hour commute. And I got a lot of extra information that way. And I, I share with you the idea of um, actually reflective time is very, very important unless we create spaces. Uh, so this is the second point I think that comes out of that for me, which is we need to create spaces to have our own needs met. And the fact that it, it is a walk down the garden instead of a commute means you've been deprived of that reflective space. Um, and you've, you've pointed to the fact by just by saying that, that actually we don't put those things back. We don't say, well, because I used to have a commute and I'm now not commuting for, say, 10 hours a week, I'm going to spend an hour a day walking. Uh, or we just don't do that because life gets in the way and all of that stuff. So that's an interesting observation because I suppose it can become a bit isolating. What else? Is there... How about interactions at work? Do you miss any of those? Well, I think that's uh, yeah. I think that's a really key one. I I do like a bit of banter and um, just being able to turn around to somebody and say, "Hey, do you know what is the currency in Romania right now?" Uh, without having to look it up, uh, or just kind of asking somebody reassurance about something, or just talk about the documentary you saw on the television. I like that human interaction that you just don't get anymore. Um, and, and I do miss that. And I do miss that kind of social side of things. And there's, you know, having worked in the office for 25 years, you do build up a, a rapport with lots of people. And it's just nice to say hello to yeah, people and yeah. see how they are and things like that. And I think that, you, you know, you just don't get that. But following on from that is building new relationships. It's, it's a lot harder not being in person when you haven't shaken somebody's hand. Say or, a little or, bit more about that. How is it different when, you know, when you're working from home? What makes that social connection, what, less likely to happen or not so easy, not so easily done? Because one might think that if you can give somebody your full attention, albeit uh, on a Zoom call, that... Um, you know, it, it might not be a bad way to get to meet people without the distractions around you in the office. Really met them. Um, it can be just take a bit longer to really get to know somebody. I think when you join, uh, like I said, a lot of my work is on the phone, but you join a phone call with an objective. You're going to discuss that. You're going to, uh, you've got an outcome in mind of where you want to go. So very quickly, you jump into that because that's what you're there to do. And I think that when you're in the office, there's often conversations, you you, you have polite chit chat, you talk about each other, you talk about other things, you know, the water cooler conversations and like that, which you just don't get because everybody just kind of gets straight down to business. So I, tr we, I know our team, we've made time within the week to have non-work conversations because everybody was missing out on those and I hope that they will stay. And how did you do that? That sounds like a really interesting innovation. How did you do that? Uh, it was just a call to coffee chat. I think somebody posted it and we just meet at half past nine every Monday 
uh, as a team. And, and the rule is we don't talk about work. So what's right. happening in the world? What did you do this weekend? How's the weather with you, et cetera, et cetera. And it's just a nice way to check in. Uh, quite look forward to it. Some weeks it's very dry and, and maybe people don't have much to say. Uh, other weeks we could overflow by an hour, you know, but it's just... Yeah. It's yeah. a very nice way to connect with your colleagues. Mm. And you, you pointed to the fact that, you know, you're a manager of a certain age with a long experience in the office. But I suppose for somebody who's in their first or second job, you know, in their, maybe in their early 20s or even before, uh, which is where we know a lot of people make, they develop social skills, they, they make social connections, they make friendships. So it's a very relevant point, isn't it? That, that for some people it would be more urgent that time in the office than perhaps others you know maybe the compensations outweigh the inconvenience in your case and you've you're able to put things in place to compensate to some degree but for somebody who doesn't have your depth of experience or your time in life when perhaps you are more content to be uh shut away in your cabin at the bottom of the garden um you know, it could be a different kettle of fish, couldn't it? Yes, and I think it goes back to something we talked about earlier, is that there's a level of trust now. So I'm, I, I, I am trusted to be able to get on and do what's asked of me because I've got a certain amount of tenure and experience um, and evidence of track record that I've done. It. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. so that's okay. And I think, but maybe somebody new or somebody else hasn't got that and therefore that level of trust would have to be built up and that and it just seems that's easier in person i don't know why is that just human behavior or um or that, i don't know yeah well i mean you know if you th i can't remember what it was like to be in a first job really i don't know if you can but when you when you think about it kind of theoretically we're modeling the behavior of those around us when we go into a job we're learning a lot more than the job we're learning you know how to behave and all sorts of other things how to interact and if one is by oneself uh, and one is you know young and relatively inexperienced then there are all sorts of things you're not picking up on which could could be in terms of development work development one's ability to work in a certain way could be quite a deprivation i would imagine so for example if you are um longer in the tooth if you've got more experience then you can spot when things may not be working but if you're 21 and it's your first job or you're you're eager to appear a certain way because you're a bit more driven or maybe you're uncertain of how to be received so it is it's a very it's very double-edged that idea of um building a reputation but also building uh, a reputation of trust if i can call it that but also building one's own repertoire of understanding of the workplace and skills and knowledge of other people. Uh, you know, a lot of people will say, a lot of good managers will say they've become good managers because they had a good manager at some time. You know, but I, I would suggest that remotely that's not going to happen in the same way if you're not around that good manager and it's just somebody you report into on a, a week, daily or weekly basis. It's a different thing, isn't it, altogether? Yeah, and I think going back to the other bit as well about non-verbal skills uh, and communication is if I'm talking uh, is somebody writing down what I'm, I'm saying am I saying the right things am I is my level of passion about the subject coming across um, um, am I being fully understood 
can I pick up enough of that just by seeing their head? Um, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. You, you kind yeah, of, that, maybe that's an experiencing. Maybe that's, you can do that in the questions you ask to, to check that. But you, you probably have to work harder at it than you maybe would if you were in person. Yeah. Well, look, Rick, I mean, it's been a fascinating conversation. As I predicted at the beginning, there's no way we're going to get through this whole topic today because I wanted to ask you about whether there any pitfalls or dangers and what happens if things change. We won't go there for now because I know you've got something else. And as a responsible uh, home worker, you're going to meet your commitment of a call in, in about two minutes, I think, judging by the what I can see here. So, so it's been absolutely fascinating talking to you. And um, so... It fertilizes ideas, these conversations in me. I'm, I mean, I'm really grateful for it. I just hope people listening to this, and by the way, if you are listening to this, maybe fire us off a, something to encourage us. You know, tell us we're on the right track. Tell Rick what you think of his points, anything. But um, I'll put a link in the blurb to the podcast. But feedback is what feeds us. So um, I'd, I'd ask if you're listening to this to really interact with us and let let us know whether this is a topic is a topic we should revisit. But also to add to that, does anybody else got any other benefits that they're realising that they didn't expect? Uh, that would be really interesting. That is a lovely, a lovely idea. Okay, well, let's hope it, it gets some... Uh, do put uh, fingers to keyboard, folks. You know, do respond to Rick's request. If you, do, you can ignore me, but don't ignore this fabulous guy I'm talking to. So... Rick, thank you very much for your time. I will let you go now, as as people say, and um, I'm sure we'll pick up again soon. And I'd like to finish this topic, or do, or come back to this topic when when we're both a little bit freer. Well, it's been really great talking to you, Rick, and uh, I know we'll revisit this topic. And let's hope that we get enough feedback to inspire us to new heights. So, thank you very much for your time today absolute Barry it's been a pleasure and I really enjoyed it um, I'm sure there's lots more we can talk about and I look forward to speaking to you again right. thank you thanks a lot Rick bye bye cheers Barry and that brings us to the end of this very enjoyable episode for me anyway uh, of the podcast get a better handle on life what do you think about this topic of working from home does it concern you in some way, are you one of those people who's been told to work from home and you don't want to be? Or are you enjoying, like Rick does, uh, working from home? What do you think uh, the advantages are for you personally? Please email us and let us know. And we'll weave that into the follow-up to this episode, which will come along in a few weeks. You can email us at info at And I look forward to receiving your comments. And of course, we will respond in person as well as on the podcast. No names, no pack drill, all anonymous if you want it to be that way. Uh, but it's just to create a bit of interaction and start a debate. So be really grateful if you could send us a sign and let us know what you think, for or against. All the best and over to you until the next time. Thank you very much for listening. Bye bye.